The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Now, I know I just made an episode saying that we're going to be going through Seneca's Shita on Hashgacha, his uh, view on divine providence, but uh, change of plans, <laughs> okay? Uh, change of plans in two ways. I'm not abandoning that project, but... This morning, I was seized with a somewhat time-sensitive topic, and uh, I wanted to make an episode about it, and I thought to myself, well, I didn't really have time to prepare for it, but then I also realized that I've, for a while now, I've wanted to try to swing the pendulum back to shorter episodes. I mean, when I started this off, I mean, before this was even a podcast, I started off doing only five minutes as my limit, then I moved it to five to ten minutes, and then it somehow ballooned after that. I'm already wasting time. (laughs) Anyway, my point in bringing that up is I want to try to make shorter episodes, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, so let me set the stage for this, okay? Um, Well, actually, no, let me me read the actual text that we're going to do. So we're going to focus on Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, uh, Book 6, Chapter 31, very short chapter. He says, clear your mind and get a hold on yourself. And as when awakened from sleep, and realization it was only a bad dream upsetting you, wake up and see that what's there is just like those dreams. Okay, so here's, before we delve into that, let me set the stage here. So I have struggled with insomnia for a while, uh, and not throughout my whole life. I'd say it started up during the beginning of the pandemic, especially, especially when my school closed, uh, but, uh, you know, it was due, due to a lot of a lot of stressful factors at that time. And uh, and the insomnia has persisted on and off since that time. And the form of insomnia that I have usually is not trouble falling asleep. Usually it is it involves waking up in the middle of the night, usually somewhere in the range of of three or four o'clock, sometimes two o'clock and then not being able to fall asleep again. Um so that's the usual form it takes. And this comes and goes, you know, I've been, I've, I've, there's a lot of things I've been doing to try to, uh, to uh, cure myself to, to solve that problem. Uh, if you have any tips, I'm, I'm open for it, uh, you know, to, to hear them. Uh, but anyway, uh, last night I had a, uh, another bout of insomnia and this one took a different form. Okay. So I, I went to sleep, you know, I'm, I'm very, very good about uh, dimming lights starting from nine o'clock and then being in bed by 10 and then being in bed for eight hours. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very uh, vigilant about about doing that. Uh, and then again, just hoping that my, I sleep through, through the night. Um, so last night I woke up uh, with a nightmare, which I don't have a lot of nightmares. OK, so I woke up with a nightmare uh, in the middle of the night. And I have a pretty good internal clock. I don't like looking at the clock because if I find out that it is four or five o'clock, then it pretty much destroys all chances of me falling asleep again. Uh, cause I can't just fall asleep when there's uh you know, when there's two hours remaining or one hour remaining until I have to get up at six. So, uh, so I didn't look at the clock. Uh, I, uh, I, I went to the bathroom, went back to, uh, into my bed and struggled to fall asleep. Now, I have a pretty good internal clock, and I figured it felt, it really, really did feel like I had woken up at four or five o'clock, and I felt like I had been in bed for about an hour. Uh, and so I 
I finally decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, mentally prepare myself to start my morning at five. Okay. So I look at the clock and it's, it's one o'clock. Okay. Which means that I had, that the nightmare woke me up at around 12. Okay. And which meant that I had like a whole portion of the night left. So I was like, okay, that's pretty good. So I'm going to go get out of bed and read. Okay. Which is another tip that they say that you should uh, not stay in bed uh, to try to like just struggle to fall asleep. So got out of bed and I read, went back to sleep. I woke up in the middle of the night with another nightmare. Okay. Thankfully, I was able to fall asleep again. <laughs> and then I woke up again at 5 a.m. with another nightmare. Okay. So, uh, so then I got up and I read this, uh, this, um, the quotation from Marcus Aurelius is actually the February 15th quotation from the Daily Stoic, uh, which I, uh, from Ryan Holiday, which, uh, I recommend. Uh, so I read that this morning and I was thinking to myself, okay, he's, this is one of the few Stoic quotations where he's talking about going to sleep. Okay. Uh, and then I had a realization um, based on a journal entry I wrote yesterday. So yesterday, or I guess Sunday night, I also had insomnia. And on Monday morning, I wrote about it in my journal. And uh, I wrote about it based, I didn't quote it, but I wrote about it based on Epictetus's opening paragraph of the Enchiridion in the handbook, which we've read and discussed many times. Uh, and this is really the essence of Stoicism, in my opinion. He says, on the one hand, there are things that are in our power, whereas other things are not in our power. In our power, our opinion, impulse, desire, aversion, and in a word, whatever is our own doing. Things not in our power include our body, our possessions, our reputations, our status, and in a word, whatever is not our own doing. Now, <clears throat> now, things that are in our power are by nature free, unhindered, unimpeded. But things not in our power are weak, slavish, hindered, and belong to others. Remember, therefore, that whenever you suppose those things that are by nature slavish to be free, or those things that belong to others to be your own, you will be hindered, miserable, and distressed. You will find fault with both God and men. If, however, you suppose to be yours only what is yours, and what belongs to another to belong to another, as indeed it does, no one will ever compel you, no one will hinder you, you will find fault with no one, reproach no one, nor act against your own will. You will have no enemies, and no one will harm you, for no harm can touch you. Okay, so again, the essence is basically note what is within your control and what is not within your control, and realize that the... That the uh, feeling like you can control what's not in your control is only going to lead to misery. So relinquish control over that which you don't have any control over. So in my journal entry, I was reflecting on the fact that I think one of the reasons why I struggle so much with insomnia is because uh, it is outside of my control. Like I set myself up to get a good night's sleep and many nights I do and some, some nights I don't and I can't, it bothers me, it frustrates me that I can't figure out the reasons and and that kind of made a light bulb go off in my head that I think maybe one of the problems and one of the reasons why there's so much stress that I have surrounding my insomnia is because the process of going to sleep involves relinquishing control. And for someone like myself who is so intent on time management and on controlling every aspect of my <laughs> of how I use my day, I, I uh, extend that expectation to the night and feel like I should be able to control how I sleep. And and the fact that there is so much a person can do to set themselves up for a good night's sleep leads one to the mirage of believing that, oh, of course, I can actually, if I do all those things, then I'll control the outcome, which, of course, is insane. So I was, I was in my journal, I was reflecting on the fact that maybe the key, one of the keys to um, controlling my insomnia, one of the keys to, uh, to you know, uh, 
at least diminishing the, the stress and anxiety around my insomnia, both before I go to sleep and then when I wake up in the middle of the night, is to consciously reflect on this idea of relinquishing control. And that's when it hit me, the last stanza of Adon Olam, which many people have, the minhag, have the custom to say before they go to sleep. Uh, not my particular custom, but maybe I'll consider adding on this last, uh, the, these last two verses. Um, so, uh, into his hand, into God's hand, I shall entrust my spirit when I go to sleep and I shall awaken with my spirit shall my body remain. Uh, um, uh, my Lord is with me. I shall not fear. Okay, so it is an explicit statement of turning over control of your body and mind, uh, Gviasi and Ruhi, to God. Uh, and that, as we say, you know, as, as uh, I just gave a share on this on Friday, uh, everything is in the hands of heaven except for fear of heaven, which means that you have your own free will and that everything outside of your free will is, uh, is really, uh, you know, controlled by God. Uh, whether through Hashgacha Pratis or Hashgacha Klalis, or Hashgacha Klalis via Hashgacha Pratis, as my last Wednesday's year was about. So so I, I think reflecting on this idea that really it is up to God whether you get a good night's sleep or not, if I reflect on this idea, then perhaps that will help me to to relinquish control, thereby putting my mind at ease. I mean, in addition to being true, I, I'm hoping this will also have a practical benefit that it'll it'll put my mind at ease and help me to to transition into a restful sleep. Or if I if my sleep is disturbed, then help me to uh, to accept that fact and diminish the type of anxiety that keeps me up. So that's my proposed stoic solution to insomnia. Um, and we'll see if it works. We'll, we'll see if I can implement it and then we'll see if it works. One of the other problems is that I can never really think or feel clearly in the middle of the night. Like all the anxieties get exaggerated and all the fears and all the, uh, all the distorted ways of thinking get uh, exaggerated. And so, so that's the thing. Oh, sorry. I forgot to circle it back. Oh, so, so what Marcus Aurelius is saying, I mean, when he says, uh, again, he says, clear your mind and get a hold of yourself as when, and as when awakened from sleep and realization it was only a bad dream upsetting you, wake up and see what's there, just like those dreams. Now, if you read that superficially, you'll think he's saying like, row, row, row your boat, life is but a dream, that everything is like a dream. But no, what he's saying is that there are so many things in waking life that you can't control, like, like what Epictetus says. And if you, um, if you reflect on the illusory nature of those fears and those threats and shake, shake it off like you would shake off a nightmare, that'll help you. Uh, in other words, focus on what is actually real and make that clear break between, okay, well, the nightmares that are intimidating me are, are illusions, and then this is the actual reality. So if you can do that in waking life with those things that are outside of your control, then you'll, uh, you'll, you'll be uh, more likely to succeed. Okay. Well, I didn't make a five-minute episode, but I didn't. I did not make a twenty-minute episode, so that, that's that's something. <laughs> okay, um, uh, outro, right? Yeah, it, uh, that is it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com/rabbi-shneweis. Um, alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah content fund. My Venmo is at Matt-Schneeweiss and my Zell and PayPal are MattSchneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. And thank you to those who recently uh, contributed to the fund. Uh, I forgot if I mentioned this on the Stoke Jew podcast, but, you know, 
people have been sponsoring every week of Torah since the beginning, well, really since the end of the summer. And, uh, and we ran out of uh, sponsors uh, at the beginning of this week. And then someone stepped up to the plate, sponsored the rest of uh, February. Uh, Jeremy, thank you. And, uh, and then uh, this morning, then someone else uh, sponsored who, uh, well, I guess will be the first sponsor for March. So thank you to both of you for uh, contributing. Um, and of course, thank you to everyone on Patreon. Okay, if you'd like to sponsor a days or a week's worth of content, or if you're interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas.gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.